Next. This is episode 27, and welcome to 2019. I'm Brian. I'm Stephanie. Please follow us on Instagram at Orlando Out of Context and visit us at OrlandoOutOfContext.com and listen and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. See, you put the wrong date up there. It says 2018. Oops, I didn't switch it to 19 because I copied the show notes. New yes, year, we're, new in, we're reading the show notes and, new I didn't, podcast. and I didn't change the eight year from 18 <laughs> to 19, but yes, we're in 19. We apologize for not coming to you earlier. We promised in episode 26 that we would have one more episode before the new year, but that didn't happen. Then I started dying of bronchitis, so we had to put a little hold Stephanie on got recording. S- Stephanie got sick and uh, we... We just had to take a little bit of a, a two-week hiatus, break, but okay. we're back now and we're here to report on our New Year's Eve festivities and some other stuff that we've been up to since Christmas, New Year's last few weeks. Yeah. So let me tease the episode a little bit. So oh, you tease. I'll it. tease it. So Ooh. I went uh, to Mickey's very merry Christmas party. So I have a report about that. Just a brief, quick recap in my thoughts. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, what I did New Year's Eve, uh, talk about Foxtail Coffee, and talk about the Pulse Memorial, which is an, it's an interim uh, memorial, which to me that means it's not the permanent final memorial, it's just the kind of in-between. Um, I visited that within the last week, and I hadn't been there for probably over a year plus and so I hadn't seen it. So I have a report on that. Then we have a report. I don't know if many of our listeners know about uh, Gods and Monsters, but it, it's a comic book store. And we'll get into a little bit more in depth on it in this episode and talk a little bit about it. But I went to their new location and they have a post apocalyptic. I hate saying that word. Apocalyptic. Themed beer bar. Which is pretty cool. So we'll talk what about that. What does that, that mean? After zombies come? Yeah, like after the world ends. Like We got to take Dev there? Um, I mean, it's not just zombies post-apocalyptic. <laughs> it's like if, you know, there's some kind of explosion or there's some kind of like meteor hits Earth. It's like life after that happens oh, to the okay. Earth. Or life after zombies or a life living with zombies, which is what like... The Walking Dead is a post-apocalyptic themed Got it. series. <clears throat> All right. Then we'll talk about the Cocoa Brothers, which is chocolate that I discovered this past weekend at the Lake Eola Farmer's Market. And Stephanie just had some. It was delicious. And so we'll talk about that. Uh, then we're going to give you an update on the team over at Van Cam, which we did an uh, episode uh with them in on episode eight we're going to do an update we have a new little mini interview that we have to present to you and that's it for this episode so buckle up (laughs) and we're gonna have some fun yay (laughs) so mickey's very merry christmas party my boyfriend and i went to that on the 21st which was the last one of the parties and i thought i feel like probably you had a different experience because i went in like November was it hot when it was you went? hot AF we, dripping sweat it we was wore, so hot we wore our hoodies so we were not we were not burning up it was it was nice kind of for us it's fall f- the fall weather it's not yeah. winter weather it's fall weather 
but we got there right at four and then just a little bit after four but you know what the longest line was the whole night for the cookies no Hmm. we parked at no we didn't park we ubered i decided that let's just skip the uh, parking and let's just uber so i the plan was uber to the grand get on the monorail there then walk to the contemporary or take the monorail to the contemporary get an uber from there home so that's what we did the longest line was uh the line at the grand floridian to get on the monorail it was like a good 30 minute wait why didn't you go to have them drop you off at the ttc uh i would have done that next time because it's not it's not as far as far as paying for the uber the Uber has to take you further to go you. to the Grand. But I was just thinking, okay, w- what's the next, like, the, on the resort line, what yeah. it would be the next stop? And Grand Floridian, which you get, would get you there the quickest. That's true. Uh, but And you can stop to see, like, the stuff in the lobby. Yeah, which, which really we kind of did, but really our focus was we got to get in this line because yeah. it's starting to wrap around the lobby on the second floor of the lobby. Oh, my God. It was crazy. I was like, oh, geez. But, but that's why it's hard there because that's the last stop on the resort monorail. So the monorail is nearly full by the time it gets there right. anyway. So it can but, only has room to pick up a few but people. Honestly, that really wasn't the problem. I was afraid of that too, but there was a good amount of people getting off at the Grand. So it was a good turnaround. And the line was pretty long, but we only waited about 20 to 30 minutes. So it wasn't the end of the world. We st- still got there into the park about 4.45, I would say. And I was really impressed that I didn't feel like it was overcrowded. So I think they do a good job at the parties at keeping the attendance to a minimum because they've extended the dates that mm-hmm. allows them to keep the the uh, attendance down. Right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so instead of selling more tickets, they just have expanded to more dates. Because, you know, like in our previous episode, I think that we did with Ron and maybe I even talked a little bit about, I think it was just on Ron's episode. You know, I was just kind of like, oh, it was really expensive. But now after doing it, and doing it so recently, I will have to say that it, I think it's worth the I money. I think if you don't have a pass and you want to spend a day at the Magic Kingdom, this is the best way to do it. It's worth the money. We did almost every attraction. We did not do Mine Train. We could have done it if we would have just w- wanted to wait that long after park close. But even at like 11.40, 11.45, Mine Train was still like an hour wait. Yeah. So we just, at that point, we've, we had done enough. But we did pretty much everything except for Mine Train and maybe Peter Pan. It was a successful, because he had never done Magic Kingdom before. So we just, whoosh, we did everything. We saw the parade. We saw the fireworks. And we saw the fireworks right on Main Street. It wasn't, cr- like, there wasn't, like, people on top of each other. Yeah. I was just expecting because it was the last night at the Christmas party, they were just jam packed. But Disney, I have to say, kudos to them. They don't overfill it. I think it's worth every penny. And uh especially if, if you especially haven't been in a while. Yeah. And for the parties they have all the extra characters and the snacks and the beautiful decorations. They something, put a lot of detail into something it. Something that I, we haven't mentioned before, even though we've talked about all these parties, is my favorite party was Pirates and Princess Party. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Pirates and Princess? That was really cool. I went one time. So Pirates and Princess was the same format, basically, as the Halloween and Christmas party, except it took place, like, in the springtime, and it was Pirates and Princess themed. It's kind of reminiscent of... The fireworks were awesome. The fireworks were the best fireworks that had ever been shot off at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, it was great. I don't know why they did away with it. I don't know. It only ran, I think, for one year. I think, yeah, one year. 
maybe into a second year but maybe it just wasn't popular but i thought it was great i thought it was cool i really liked it a lot but yeah if you don't know about it go google it and kind of do some research if you're even working there at the time i was working and that was like we were so excited because i don't know if you remember the costumes that that we wore for the party you Mm -hmm. had a choice so there were like three different color skirts three different color vests and you could mix and match so it was like oh my god i can like to choose your i get to choose the color of clothes that i wear that's cool and uh we were so excited about that because you know when you work at disney you have to be like Mm -hmm. everything is the same everything is boring no nail polish your hair has to be a, a natural color like your makeup can't be crazy, your earrings can't be bigger than a dime, like all these things that make you feel like a zombie. And then we were all like, "Oh my god, we get to choose a color." The the party was awesome, especially the fireworks. The fireworks were the best fireworks show from at the Magic Kingdom. All right, so New Year's Eve, my New Year's Eve report because you kind of made it to bed kind of early that night. Yeah, right? I was ill. Cuz you were I went out to eat I had a granny dinner with Ron and Corey, and then I went to bed. You were like in the depths of your sickness at that point, yeah. I think, right? I, yeah. Well, it it was it was, yeah, it was getting there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the depths, but I thought at the time I was just trying to like I thought I had a cold, so you know I was just trying to like hit the vitamin C, right? Hit the water. It wasn't enough. Hit the bed, and it wasn't enough, and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse till I finally figured out what was going on now so. she has a sexy voice yeah even now right i still feel like my voice sounds like shit i've been sick for like since it's christmas been a long day time. i haven't seen you really i don't think since i haven't seen you since, since christmas. christmas day <laughs> yeah and i i don't know what's going on i finished all my antibiotics and i still feel kind of shitty i mean not shitty but i still feel like garbagey inside but well you might have to take a second trip Ugh, to the doctor i don't want to Anyway, so New Year's Eve, we decided to keep it kind of low-key, so we went to the Wave at the Contemporary, because I would say about four weeks from New Year's Eve is when we kind of decided this is what we're going to do, maybe three weeks. And so I just kept refreshing on the app to get a reservation at one of the uh, uh, Magic Kingdom Resort area, so we could see the Magic Kingdom fireworks. So we got the Wave. Uh, The only traffic I experienced that night was getting there. We left about like an hour and a half before our 8.30 reservation, mm-hmm. and there was traffic. You know where you go under that the waterway, the water water. and then you come up, yeah. uh, and you see the contemporary right there? Right underneath there in the Magic Kingdom area is where there was just backed up traffic. Yeah. And there was just this long line trying to get into the contemporary, and... I had the I'd screenshot my reservation. I knew they were going to ask for it. I screenshot the reservation, had my ID ready, mm-hmm. and we got in. You just had fine. all gl- guns blazing. Oh yeah! Did you have your magic band too? Because you know they can, like, um, can they access your reservation through magic band? Yeah, that little handheld thing they uh-huh. have. They can scan your magic band, oh, and it okay. will tell them. I mean, I've seen them do it for cars in front of me. Gotcha. So I assume that's what they're doing. Gotcha. Uh, no, I just had to screenshot just so that, cause the app is sometimes slow. Yeah. So I just screenshot the res. So that's a good idea. Cause that app is a piece of shit. And, um, a little, pro, uh, uh, a sneaky tip. He didn't even like hardly look at my reservation. <laughs> oh. Well that, we need to edit that out. That is a pro 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 <laughs> tip. That a tip is for only for us. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, especially uh, on the holidays. Cause you know, they got yeah. on the holidays. That's when the security is tight there. I would uh, use air quotes for tight <laughs> because I've been before where they won't let me in. Right. 
anyway, so we parked us fine. There were still spots left. But you know what? I'm glad we got there when we did because I think we would have been forced to valet if we had come maybe 10 minutes later. That's BS. So, well, I mean, if there was no parking spots. But so anyway, we had dinner at the Wave an okay experience my experience of the wave is never that great except for at the bar they have a good bar staff uh but it was the best that i could do in terms of short term <laughs> you know trying to get a res trying to get a res uh and then after dinner we just kind of hung out we watched the fireworks i would have to say i've never watched the fireworks from the contemporary before but i, I like it better than the polynesian you know what i've done before that is kind of a pro tip so the main building of the contemporary, if you go to the end of the hallway yes, I've done it before. and you just stand, so you can go out and I don't know if it's like an, it's like an exit stairwell for an emergency, not emergencies, but just, it's just a stairwell, a stairwell, or you can go out there to smoke because you can't build a, a building without a stairwell, but you know, it's not something that people use is what right. I'm saying. And so you could be basically go to the one of the top floors and you could just be the only people standing there on the little balcony. Yes. And it's a beaut on the but you have to be on the side of the building facing Match Kingdom, obviously. Correct. But it's a nice little spot. You know, it's a little hideaway where you can be. It's a up, good spot too quiet. if you're you know, on a not busy night. Because I'm yeah. sure on this night there was tons of people there. Yeah. And there's a bigger balcony, um, where the gift shops are at the contemporary, there's a bigger balcony right on that level. Which is Oh, a good that one. might be the smoking area. Yeah. The designated smoking gotcha. area. But the little ones are better. Yeah, I gotcha. I know which the little ones. And you'll see if you go to that larger one <laughs> and you look up, you'll see yeah. where the smaller ones are and you just get up there. But yeah, it's a it's a good pro tip. Though I'm sure that, you know, the contemporary that Disney doesn't want you doing that if you're not a Disney guest. But Probably not, yeah. but who cares? We are annual pass holders and shareholders that's right and the amount of work i worked there they still owe me money seriously <laughs> for the work that need, i did we need back for pay. the literal pennies that they paid me and you know the heart and soul and sweat and tears i put into that company we need back pay i love that company and i would do anything for them so they owe me everything i feel like that place is my home that's like right. sometimes when i'm talking about it i'll be like we and people will be like, what do you mean we? Oh, I still say we. And I'll be like, oh, oh, I just feel like a personal, like, I feel like I personally have invested into the success of all successes of the Walt Disney <laughs> Company. So, you know, I, I feel like it's my playground to do what I have want. Have you ever been up to the top of the um, Wilderness Lodge? No. They have this place where there's this flag, and they do like they even do take guests up there for a special like flag retreat type ceremony. Sometimes. No, I never yeah. been. Anyway, how do you get up there? I went up there because uh, I did itinerary planning for for uh, Walt Disney World um, Club Concierge, and so at one point we were taking on new resorts, and we got tours of all of the deluxe resorts, and so that was part of the tour. Oh, they fancy. took us up. It was cool. The only special thing I've done is watch the fireworks from the top of the ice cream corner. Yes, I've done that. That's cool. That's really my, cool. When I was having my training, our trainer took us up there on the roof to watch the fireworks. Yes, that's really And that cool. was pretty special. So recently, Foxtail Coffee, which is an Orlando-born coffee company. And it's kind of growing ferociously it's this growing year. growing cr like crazy in 2018. It grew. And I think it's going to continue to probably to grow in 2019 even more. But they have, and this is really unique, I think, 
uh, over at the Vineland Outlets, uh, which is, of course, uh, South Orlando. They have partnered with Tommy Hilfiger. Which I, this is the strangest it's relationship. So strange. Uh, they have partnered with Tommy Hilfiger, and Foxtel now has. I would say it's like a. F- I don't know if you've seen it yet. No, I haven't. But it's pretty much a full size cafe uh, within the Tommy Hilfiger. Uh, it's really cool. So are there seats in there? Or is it just yes. a walk-up counter? Nope, nope, nope. There's seats? a counter. There's a counter just like you. Uh, if you're familiar with the one in Winter Park, there's a counter. Um, they have you know craft coffee in there they have it's very hipster uh similar to winter park and they have tables and chairs and it's really cool it's substantial in size uh and it's inside tommy and so i've been there i think twice now and one of the times that i went i talked to the barista and she was saying i guess the gm of that tommy location or something um loves foxtail and so i got guess that uh he excuse me that was my phone i'm gonna yell at you for that because if i would have left my phone on he would have bitched me out <laughs> uh that he somehow talked to foxtail and worked really hard to get this a uh, partnership going but anyway i think it's a great to have here in south uh, so what south makes Orlando. foxtel stand out above starbucks and all these other places well it's more craft i'm not a coffee person so the taste is better in my opinion um but you get more specialty coffees it's you know it's it's better okay it does the taste i have to trust you on that one the taste i don't, the I don't taste think i've ever much, even is, had one sip better. of coffee in my whole life yeah, I don't think you'd like it. I don't like coffee. I like the way it smells, but I just don't really want to taste it. But the you know, Foxtel, uh, very good. I had, what cold brew that I had? I had this cold brew that had like peppermint in it. And it was like, in, it just tasted like the coffee was infused with peppermint. It wasn't like I I put like a, sw- you know, sweetener yeah. in it. It was like infused with peppermint. And, and the it, beans. It wasn't too strong. It was it was just the right peppermint uh, flavoring, and it was very good. So then I wanted to talk about uh, the next on the list is the Pulse Interim Memor- Memorial, and I know we've we've as talked far to- as interim goes. I feel like it's been kind of a rolling project. Like every time I kind of pass by or go there for one reason or another, it seems as if it's changed. Like they put up a different mural, or they put up. Um, you know, right. different, you know, the things that people leave behind and the things that they ride. And they're, they were once doing this thing where people were riding on rocks and leaving the rocks in like mm-hmm. a little garden. So I feel like ever since, you know, it's closed that it's been kind of evolving. Well, um, now it's evolved to a place where it really seems uh, much more permanent, I would, I would say. Um, they have this kind of curved wall that uh, goes throughout the memorial um, and uh, swings on all sides of, you know, goes around the whole building that faces the Are they the going to knock the building down or build? I don't, I don't really like know, you- and I haven't done that research. But the last time that I went, the wall was more like a chain link fence, yeah. and they had like maybe plastic yeah. um, signage on it. Uh, and people had adhered things to it. And it was much more of like a, a temporary mm-hmm. thing. Now it's actually like a wood wall that they've constructed. They have these great pictures uh, just kind of showcasing the community's support. 
the sign looks really good. Uh, the pulse sign looks great. Uh, just the whole. That's the, the original sign, isn't it? I think it's the original, and if it's not, then it looks just like the original. And they have benches, and they have like a um, a grass area. It just they've done a really nice job, and now they even have a. Um, little uh, booth that they sell uh, merchandise out of that benefits the one pulse foundation so somebody works there yeah there was an attendant there working there oh wow so they also had like um, a selfie booth type thing where i'm guessing you can make donations and take a picture and uh, i didn't really look at that we just walked the wall and then um, headed out but if you haven't been by the pulse memorial uh, lately um or at all um i encourage you to go check it out they've done a, a nice job with the memorial and i because it says interim i'm guessing that they're going to do something um even even more than what they've done so far whether that be a museum or or, or whatnot so this episode this episode is mostly about all the things i did as because usual Stephanie's as been per usual not per usual because <laughs> i'm always at work or sick <laughs> but stephanie's been sick so these are, this is all the stuff that i've been doing so uh i was out and about this past weekend and we were over on international drive and just kind of checking things out and god and gods and monsters has a new location they were previously at the artigan shopping mall mm-hmm and you've been there to yeah. you had been there to gods and monsters i don't know that if i don't know if i went in there or not maybe i swear we were i guess probably we did if we went there well i the mall. i'm not a huge comic book fan but you know i'm a nerd i like star wars and stuff like that so he's a closet nerd yeah i'm a closet nerd but i love star wars um and i can appreciate the nerdiness <laughs> gods and monsters what i i would have to say is the best comic book store i had ever been to um, and it was there at Artigan, and it was huge. It was a huge, huge space. The different areas uh, where people could um, come together and like play um, the role playing games. Oh, uh, role like, playing, you know, like the Dungeons and Dragons. Nobody told me about that. <laughs> Dungeons <laughs> I and been Dragons, there. and you know all that, you know, all the nerd yeah. stuff. The nerds. But unfortunately, uh, they had to move out because Artigan, as we know, and we've talked about on this episode, was sold and now is owned by the whatever who they're trying to turn it into that auto museum. Yeah, yeah good luck. So where on International Drive is it located? So it's in the area that I call Little Brazil. You know, where all the uh, like it's across from where the Brazilian bakery is across from where um, the Brazilian by the boot barn across from the, the boot statue, barn. that big statue of that soccer player across from there you know where the banco do brazil is uh-huh. the brazilian bank it's and there's a it's a, a shopping center there it's in there so not far from where they were at, it's at not the far. Artigon. no it's not far from Artigon at all and they've done a nice job it's considerably smaller it's much smaller but it's very well put together so do they still have the space to play the board games uh well it's they have some tables and chairs outside of the venue because basically when you walk into the area they are it's like a kind of like a courtyard mm-hmm. and it's an enclosed courtyard and then there's other businesses uh, that share that courtyard and they have some tables and chairs in that courtyard and then uh, you go into the shop as I said it's considerably smaller And then as you go all all the way to the back, in the very back, they have a uh, venue called uh, Vault 
5421, which is the address on International Drive. So this is a post-apocalyptic, I said it right, themed beer bar. Um, Very cool. It's dark. That's kind of cool. It kind of takes it to another level. I mean, serving alcohol is kind of a whole other business in itself. Well, you know, I think serving beer and serving like liquor is probably a little bit different. I don't know what the laws are, but it's it seems like it's just beer but very cool very nicely themed you know just like gods and gods and monsters was at the original location the theming was really great there was a lot of attention to detail everywhere same with the smaller shop but even more so with vault 5421 or 5421 or however you want to say it i bet they're bummed i bet the I bet the oh, um, rent at the Artagon space was pretty cheap. It was probably cheap. Well, where they are now. For the sh- amount of space that they oh, had. Oh, the amount of space. It was freaking huge. Yeah. And it's, I, I think, I'm happy that they stayed in this area. I think it's nice that they, you know, stayed in this area. And honestly, mm, the other businesses in that complex, meh, wah, wah. Mm, wah, wah. Which and is why the Artagon was wah, wah. I would say... And I'm talking about their new location, like the other businesses around oh. them. I would say that they should just, if they can, eat up the um, eat up the other businesses and expand. You know, take over <laughs> their leases and expand. Like if if I was, that could be such come such a destination shopping center. If you know, as Gods and Monsters grew, and if they really had the space to do what needed to be done that shopping center could really benefit from it. And if I was the owner of that shopping center, I would be saying to gods and monsters, let's work out a deal. Let's, (laughs) you know, as soon as my leases for these other people, you could essentially like you already have beer. So you could have, you could hold tournaments. You could hold, um, events when we have, uh, the conventions come into town, like Mm -hmm. all these nerdy conventions, Exactly. you know, you could hold event, you know, like themed events, and get a lot a lot of uh, people coming in i hope that gods and monsters um continues and thrives and uh, there was definitely a, a not a lot of people when i was there but there was you could tell that they have a good amount of traffic coming uh, in and out and i hope that that's the case i hope i'm assuming correctly but we weren't the only ones there that's for sure so this weekend I went to the, I don't know what its official name, Orlando um, Farmer's Market or if it's the Lake Eola Farmer's Market. I don't know if it's Orlando or Lake Eola or what they classify it as. But anyway, went to Lake Eola Park for their Farmer's Market and ran into this booth that I had never seen before. And Stephanie, I don't think you have ever seen. No, looking at the packaging on the chocolate, I never Stephanie wasn't with me, but um, she tried the chocolate tonight and this chocolate is from coco brothers it was good and it's good for being dairy free nut free soy free food free all the things free free. like everything like all the things that people don't want to eat anymore for whatever reason um it tasted very good so when you taste it it's like initially it's not that great like initially it feels dry and hard it's kind of gritty it's gritty and then the more you chew it and it kind of emulsifies in your mouth it tastes very very good i liked it a lot so the (coughs) recipe the recipe supposedly dates back 400 years or it's 400 years old uh and this recipe first appeared in uh, modisa italy hopefully we're pronouncing that right uh 
but uh, the recipe, of course, has been adjusted so that it is more sustainable and healthy. But it this says cho- made with only two ingredients, organic cocoa and sugar. This chocolate is so good. So good. I could just eat, like, I don't know, three bars in one sitting. It was very good. It's so good. Okay, so where to find Cocoa Brothers? You can find them at the Winter Garden Farmer's Market every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then they're calling it the Orlando's Farmer's Market, which is in uh, Lake Yola Park every Sunday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then check their website, CocoaBrothers.co. That's not .com. It's .co. Uh, they What's .co? Just a shortened version of com. Um, they have a list of stores in the Orlando area. Oh, they area. have some at the Orlando airport. Yeah. Oh, hell. So check. This is not the full store, but this is these the stores that carry their chocolate in yeah. the area. They don't have their own store. Yeah, but uh, definitely check them out. Seek them out. You can order online as well. Very good. Highly recommend it. This is probably one of the best chocolate bars I've ever tasted. And my the expiration date on the chocolate bar I bought was uh, November 2019. So it's basically the chocolate bar was good for a whole year. You know, it didn't have yeah. a, a quick expiration date. So back in episode eight, uh, when we were still so young, <laughs> uh, we interviewed... I think, uh, yeah, he was one of our first guests. We interviewed John at the van camp, so he has like the Volkswagen um, bus that he takes around as photo booth. And I found out that he um, has added a little beetle to the fleet. So we caught up with him at the Orlando Flea in November. And we got a little update interview with him, which we're going to insert here. And uh, definitely go check that out. That's another experience you can have at a party, a wedding. You rent the little beetle. You guys all cram in the back, take a photo. And if and you're, we did get to get inside there and take our photo, and it was fun. It if was you're cute. around at Orlando events, it seems like John's all around a lot with either the they do um, the tasty Tuesdays mm-hmm, or with either the van or the beetle booth. Yeah. And if you want to go check out their Instagram account. Uh, it's at the dot beetle booth and you can go check out the uh, beetle. It's a 69 Volkswagen bug. It's really cute. Crimson colored red. So okay. take a listen to our uh, interview with John. So uh, we're here with John from the van cam. We talked to him earlier in an earlier episode. Mm-hmm. We did indeed. <laughs> and we're back. So we're back here at the Orlando flea. Uh, what's, what's new here? We have a, we have another Van Cam baby. Almost. Yeah, it's a '69 red bug. Um, it's the Van Cam Junior. <laughs> and, so cute! Um, it's it's making its um, full fledged debut, debut today. We we did a soft debut of it at Jazz Fest in College Park, but the full on printing photo strip debut is today. He um, looks like he's ready for Christmas too. Yeah, I mean naturally, he's always in the oh, spirit. He's red. That's cute. But we, we did bring his uh, attire this time to make everybody more holiday festive. <laughs> I love it. So you're using an iPad, I see, f- to take pictures? Yes, today we're using the iPad. Cool. Um, we like the program on that. It's it's pretty clean um, and efficient. We, we toggle between that and a DSLR and a different printer, but today we're using that setup. And... Um, yeah, it works so pretty you good. Just crunch, you just get in the back seat of this Beetle, crunch back there with your friends. Yes, that's the whole... Nice it's a totally different look, feel, and premise than the van. This is how many people can you fit in the car kind of thing. <laughs> oh, wow. And 
normally we don't do on I didn't say normally but normally we don't do more than four people in a shot in the van so and we've had more but on average it's that and this can fit four people inside no problem so <laughs> numbers wise it's pretty it's pretty similar you look at it and you think man that's how you're gonna get people in there look four people in there will fit no problem no, no you don't have groups of four people typically anyways yeah. anyway with the van so yeah, if, so, if we get an XL group, that could be a problem. Are you going to bring both of these out to events together, or it's going to be like a separate thing? Usually you separate. you have other people helping you now? If, if, if we have a booking where they want to, then, then we'll do that. But cool. I'm figuring it'll just be probably one or the other. All right. Well, it's just nice to see yeah, what, awesome. what you guys are up to with the van cam. Yeah, What's sure. Up here at Orlando Flea making its debut. So. <laughs> Anything you. else coming up in the future for van cam? Always. Uh, every weekend oh. till the end of the year, we got something going on. Um, we, we, I've been wanting to go to the Tasty Take. What is it? Tasty Takeover? Every Tuesday. I, I always see your photos from that, and it looks like so much fun. So Thank, I I'll, love going to that. We're hoping to make it out there Where's one the weekend. Where's the Tasty Takeover? The Milk District? The Milk District, yeah. Right behind the all the shops, like uh, Eats Wall Boutique. And... I saw a picture of you with Joey Fatone. Yeah. Is yeah, he that was, there a lot? He, that was six months ago. I, I guess he's got a hot dog company that he's yeah. trying to oh, um, that's right. he boost Fat in ones. Orlando. Fat Ones. And that was uh, one of the things he was he was talking about while he was there that day. But I haven't seen him there since. That was about six months ago. Yeah. So hoping to see him again. All right, John. Well, it was good talking with you again. Anytime. Anytime. Thank you. So thank you guys so much for listening. So next episode, episode 28, we're going to talk um, about a few things, including some um, dining, I guess really that I've been doing since Stephanie's <laughs> Steph- <laughs> been down for the count. And then we also haven't talked about yet on the podcast that we now have a relationship with a garden theater, garden theater in Winter Garden. And we have a whole lineup of beautiful shows that we're going to be seeing and recording back on so they have invited us to um see the remainder of the 2018-2019 season so we will be uh seeing the remainder of the season as many shows as we can get to hopefully we'll be able to get to all of them so next episode we are going to be talking about uh, their upcoming musical production of The Legend of Georgia McBride. It's about drag queens. It is. I was reading the description because I literally was clueless. <laughs> and when I was talking to my mom about it, I was like, we got to go see this show because my mom's coming to visit next week. And we're going to drop her off to go do all the stuff that we did when we went to see Christmas Story. Right, because she saw it in our Instagram feed and now wants to and do now it. And she wants to go drink beer and eat mac and cheese. So she's going to do that while we go see this, the drag queens. So we're really excited for this uh, relationship with Garden Theater. Uh, they have been so kind to us. And uh, make sure that you go and grab your tickets for The Legend of Georgia McBride. Um, we are going to see it opening night, January the 18th. If you're there and see us, give us a shout out. Say hello. Hey, girl. Hey. Uh, but next episode. And this runs till February 3rd. Correct. This, this show. And so uh, this next episode, episode 28, is going to be uh, or going to include kind of our uh, review or rundown of the show and our thoughts about the show. The show. The show. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you again so much for tuning in. We really appreciate all of your support. And uh, make sure that you go and follow us on Instagram at Orlando Out of Context. Visit us at OrlandoOutOfContext.com and listen and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And until next time, 
Bye. Oh, we were so in unison there. <laughs> and you didn't cough. Yeah. Yet. Georgia. You let it out, Ma. <laughs> Jesus.